Welcome to the HSP pod. This is Daniela and Kristen, and we invite you into our family pea pod where we discuss all things HSP. Together, we're on a journey to understand what it means to live a happy, healthy, and meaningful life. In this podcast, we'll explore topics within wellness, personal development, and lifestyle, chat with like minded people, and share our experiences and learnings along the way. We hope to inspire you to be yourself and design a life that truly lights you up. Yoo-hoo! Well, hello there. We're back. Yes, back. we are. Back in our little pea pot at home, sitting in the closet. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Feels so good for our, all four of us to be back at home. We spent all of September away from here and are excited to share with you all today what this experiment entailed. Yes. So to just give you a little, little bit of a background, we decided that the months of September, we would um, test drive, so to speak, um, how it would be living in, in a house that had a yard, that had two bedrooms, as well as um, taking the test drive actually up in the Midwest, which is an area that we were looking at to potentially maybe move to. So instead of packing all our stuff up and moving straight there, this time around, we decided to uh, just stay up there for a month and really see if, if we like it and how it feels and how it would feel like living in a house and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. lots of um insightful information that we gathered using predominantly our intuition and feeling into these experiences day by day, week by week. I think as highly sensitive people, we have a a strong internal compass and we certainly made use of that while we were out there. Um, Yeah, just feeling into the house itself, that environment, into the areas that we visited how we both felt, how the dogs felt. And um, yeah, we we approached it with a a sense of lightness, curiosity, and openness, which our colleague Gracie King from the Sensitive Empowerment Community just talked about in a really amazing presentation, which we'll link to in the show notes. But um, this idea that, that change is just so challenging for all of us to navigate And if we use these three components and go through um, change in a much, um, uh, not not taking it so seriously, but really seeing what it brings, that sense of curiosity and fun and um, not not being so hard on ourselves because change is constant. That that we know for sure. Yeah, and taking kind of the, the fear out of change. Because you, the experiment allows you to put on a different lens, I would say. And yeah, take that serious part out of like, oh my God, if I make the wrong decision or if I move and I don't like it or like all these questions that we have. And oftentimes I think like maybe as highly sensitive people that can we even have that more because we we are also so connected to our surroundings so when some of these components don't don't fit then that can be quite harsher on our nervous system so 
Um, I think that's also like where we come up with that part of like the experiment. We call this also prototyping, which is like a um, a design term where you literally, yes, as we said many times, like you're taking something for a test drive and it just takes the, the sting out of making a permanent decision and then you're left with Mm-hmm. that decision and you're like, oh my God, what have I done? You know? <laughs> yeah. And oftentimes if we are considering something like a, a relocation, we think about it so intently. We make lists, pros and cons. We might just sit in our home and investigate things from afar, just using the internet or connections we've made. But it's really important to take these physical steps in the world and they can be really tiny or they can be bigger like we did in, in this experiment. Um, but just sitting in your home, not doing anything is also a decision. So it's really determining, um, what step you want to take towards that new reality that you're envisioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good point. Or what, what happened when you say what happened to us a lot is we look at websites and cities and the surroundings and little villages or, um, yeah, places in general. They look so pretty because they shot it from the right angle with the right lighting. And then later on when we actually end up going there, it's like, oh, wow, okay, that didn't feel like how it looked. Mm-hmm. So it's so important, sure, do the research, do the research and – um, be online, all of these things, like they're so important though, but, or, and, um, you have to go and feel it out, especially as highly sensitive people. We have such strong intuition and just like test it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And today we just wanted to talk about some of the things that we learned from our own experiment this past month and um, the key components, which we'll go into in a bit more depth are um, expectations, energy, and well-being. So Daniela, start us off here. Yes. So let's start off with um, expectations. And I mean, that's a topic uh, in itself, it's, it's so hard to not have any expectations. I mean, that's the whole reason why you go into an experiment in the first place to kind of get answers around these expectations and visions and dreams that you had. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I think that's okay. Um, overall, maybe like staying in a place of more neutra- neutrality and um because otherwise it can lead to a lot of disappointment if it doesn't come true exactly the way you envisioned or not, you know. So, of course, we went in with expectation. We did deep, deep research. We wanted to test out the house. We wanted to see how it would be, um, especially for me as an empath, to um, sleep in my own separate bedroom, close kind of the door, wake up when I wanted to wake up, not have the puppy sleep with me or my wife and just really test out how is it if I sleep in my own energy? How do I wake up? How do I sleep through the night? So that was a big one. Then with the dogs having a backyard, we thought like, oh, yeah, we can cut out some of the walks because they will be self-entertaining and we can just throw some balls and they catch some squirrels. So, (laughs) And then also with um, Lake Michigan, uh, 
testing out how it is to would be how it would be to live in a place that is open that is expansive you have lake views and idyllic little fishermen's towns at least that's what i had in my head you know mm-hmm. and i'm literally all only basing this off um we visited chicago a couple of years ago and it's my absolute favorite city in the us just the way it's set up for you people that have been it's it's just a gorgeous city with right on the lake, the beach and mm-hmm. Millennial Park and all the rivers that go through and the architecture and the open expansiveness. So that's my only um, point of reference that I had. So, of course, my expectation was like, oh, all these little towns along the lake will be in a smaller version, kind of like the same way, <laughs> all really literally on the lake. And when you drive up the, the road, it will be views of the beautiful expansive lake and all of that so yeah. i'm just trying to set the stage that you <laughs> all understand where we're coming from with this <laughs> also um we went during september which is a really mild season in the midwest and um, we got some snappy cold days so uh, we weren't quite expecting yeah. that shock in weather so that was another thing we didn't quite expect and we certainly didn't bring any hats or any winter gear. Yeah. Um, so that was another expectation is managing the weather. Yes. Because when you only have that in your mind, it's like, oh, yeah, the winters are really cold in the Midwest. And it's like, well, I'm German. I can handle it, though I haven't lived in a cold climate in a long, long time. You know, yeah, I think both of us have been away for at least a decade living yeah. in the West Coast and other warm places and you already lived like in chicago and you were mentioning it was like really cold yeah i I, (laughs) I was pretty hardy back then i don't know how my system would readapt to weather like that now Mm -hmm. um but yeah as as you say daniela we had all these expectations around what um our immediate environment could look and feel like and um we were there for almost a month and pretty early on we're able to uncover a lot of these um, expectations we had about the house itself and then slowly more about the environment around us. But we definitely came away with some, you know, with some surprises and... Yeah, big insights. Yeah, new understandings (laughs) about what we needed, what was important, what we valued. So why don't you tell us about the bedroom situation since that was top of mind for you yeah that was top of mind for me so we went in with um quite fun and lighthearted. actually we would almost uh, every couple of nights switch out like the the bedroom situation sometimes i would sleep with the puppies um in a bedroom without you then sometimes i would sleep alone and then sometimes all four of us would sleep together and I don't know what it was maybe about the house or the rooms in itself. It's uh, It didn't make that much of a difference. <laughs> it was like really weird. It could have been like the energy of the rooms where it's just I could honestly could not sleep through the night in either of these setups. I rarely like slept more than like three or four hours, which is super rare because I'm a really good sleeper. I can sleep like eight hours anywhere standing up, <laughs> like in any sort of true location. And I don't have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, but there it was like very weird. And then it also was fascinating to see either, even with not enough hours of sleep, I woke up 
quite energized though. It was like the what is it called? Moxyoron kind of oxymoron. Oxy oxymoron. <laughs> yeah. You know? That was just like very weird. Yeah. Well I think we'll get into that in a, a little in the, bit yeah, later. The energy section. The energy. Yeah. yeah, but the bedroom experiment was was pretty intriguing. I also didn't sleep well at all. And the dogs didn't either. No. Oh my god, they were up and down and a lot sleeping of somewhere else. Aspects about the neighborhood we were staying in. There were some bonfires and I panicked and thought there were actual for, uh, fires going on and then some unusual sounds, just things that were disruptive overall. So it was really hard to see what that impact of a second bedroom might look like. Um, oh, and one of the bedrooms was always colder than the other. So you would sit on the, the air condition and my bedroom was freezing yeah. and yours was so hot that we actually needed to switch it out because I sleep a little better and warmer where you and colder. So yeah. yeah, that was super fascinating. And then with the yard, we had this beautiful backyard with lots of big trees and as you said, Daniela, yeah. we thought our pups would be out there taking advantage, running around, chasing balls. None of that. I mean, they rarely wanted to be outside in the yard sunbathing. Um, well, Henry just wanted to catch some squirrels for a little while and came back. They wanted to be inside and then they wanted to be taken on walks. Yes, for sure. Because they're so used to us taking them on walks like three or four times a day. Yeah. So we enjoyed walking them as per usual. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only issue we ran into is the a lot of these um, didn't have sidewalks, so we, um, yeah, we we were walking in the street, which felt unsafe. But that was a whole another topic yeah, altogether. That's a, yeah, whole another topic. Yeah. Yes. And then the last thing. Well, was... then the expectation though, though of these lake towns, which I just wanted to circle back to. It was none of that what I envisioned. Mm-hmm. It was literally we were, we're driving through forests. Up mm-hmm. there around the Lake Michigan. I could never, ever see the the lake itself. There was no street that was directly on the lake. So these little towns were always surrounded by, by trees. And I don't know. It was like a little bit frustrating for me because I'm like, I just want to see the lake. I just mm-hmm. want to see the expansiveness. And so there were some towns yeah. that were <laughs> on a harbor or, or did um, butt up to the lake. But most of the time you did have to take a road through a, a national park in order to get to these amazing dunes. Yeah. So it wasn't as accessible as one might think. Yes. So that was and, beautiful, like the dunes and also then when you drove in the other direction and it was all beautiful farmland. Yeah. That was definitely so the scenery, there were some highlights in it. Definitely. Scenery was really refreshing and just so nice to see something that we aren't quite used to in this in this part of the country. Yeah. Anywho, yes. Next topic was like energy. So I already touched a little bit based on the energy, like just the energy of the house and also how the some of the rooms, how they felt. Some of them felt a little bit heavier. And I think I'm very sensitive to energy of cities, neighborhoods, environments. I can tap into. I think you have that as mm-hmm. well, where we can tap into how that how that feels. I don't know if you, when you listen to what we're describing, if you have that maybe too, it just feels like heavier. And how would you describe that? Um, maybe there was just a denseness about it, density that was hard to shake off. Yeah. It didn't feel as light and open and expansive as we thought it might feel. Yeah. And that ties in a bit to 
this concept that we wanted to introduce, it's called astrocartography. It's another aspect of astrology that has to do with uh, location and geography. So we've become really interested in this um, recently as we tend to dig into these self-development tests. And astrology has a deeper layer um, of uncovering where um, or how you would feel energetically in different parts of the world based on your birth information. So each one of us individually has lines that correspond to the different planets. And you can look it up. It's pretty easy to access and see where you are living, um, what the energy of the planets might be um, doing for you. And Danielle and I both happen to live on astrological lines that are very disruptive, chaotic, um, I would say pretty harsh in the sense that they've brought a lot of conflict. Yeah, they're challenging, challenging aspected. Challenging aspected, yes. (laughs) So in knowing that, it actually explains a lot about our situation the past three years. And Mm -hmm. it's been um, really a tough time for us where we've where we've lived we've painted it as you know a beautiful time but it's also been um shrouded in a lot of this darker energy yeah just between you and i as well as like the surrounding areas where we we just get triggered all the time Mm -hmm. i get triggered in our relationship and you get triggered in our neighborhood with lots of things and a lot of anger yeah, up in, in for both of time. us. So anyway, we, we consulted someone about maybe some more ideal locations that we could move to within the U.S. And um, she suggested a line that runs all the way from Lake Michigan uh, down through like Nashville, Birmingham, Atlanta. So it's a pretty, pretty long line that bisects um, a certain part of the U.S. And we're, we started our experiment up north. And um, who knows, we may continue it along that line and mm-hmm. just see what else we we feel. But yeah, why don't you elaborate more on how you felt? In- oh, yeah. Oh, my God, that was amazing. I felt like so good. And I didn't realize that right away. It took quite like a week or so four or five days to live on that line. But mentally, I felt so good. I felt positive. Uh, I had no self negative self-talk. It was just like very uplifting. I could do all my morning rituals and then some. I, As I was mentioning, I didn't sleep much. And I woke up like energized. And all these other rituals that I would do in the morning was energizing me even more. I had amazing ideas. I was very creative and very um, just positive overall. The outlook was so great. And I felt the way I described it to you was I had this, for the first time, this pause. I I could see what my thoughts are, my feelings. And I had this pause in between of like, oh, wait, I don't want to react like this. Or wait, no, those are not my emotions. Like where then returning back to this line, I lost all of that. I am back into this, yeah, like feeling angry and combative with you and it's just not flowing and I'm back into like kind of negative thinking and just the the comparison, it was just like night and day of, 
Yeah, I don't know. How was that for you? Yeah, I I definitely had a similar experience of um, feeling not so burdened by life, not so overwhelmed. Um, my my thoughts were just lighter, clearer. Uh, definitely, like you had inspiration and creativity, and I wrote a lot of articles during that time and had some some great brainstorms. And overall, I just felt more in my body. I felt like a kinder person. Mm -hmm. I wasn't so combative with you or members of my immediate family. It just, it felt like a weight had been lifted. That's how I could best describe it. And going, returning back, same thing comes up. You know, you have your old patterns that resurface. Mm -hmm. And yeah. ooh, it's, uh, it's really enlightening to see that difference. So it's a, a real reason why we do want to relocate. Yeah, just because now you can compare it and you're like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. this could be like that. <laughs> yeah. So I could feel like that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was a big component of energy. So yes. we'll leave it at that and, and move on. Yeah. And then the last component was um, well-being, mm -hmm. which that was a big one. Um, throughout, uh, throughout the time where we were up there, we came back, actually, there was a post that we posted in the, in our community about a value-based lifestyle, living based on your values. And so we went kind of back to the drawing board and looked at our, at our own personal values and our values as a couple. And we came out with that well-being is for us actually top number one priority uh, for ourselves as well as in a living environment. So once we did that and we looked at like the lens of how do we like actually our environment, like the neighborhood that we live in, how do we envision that? And as Kristen mentioned before, there was, there were no sidewalks, so we couldn't walk like mm -hmm. our dogs. It, it didn't feel like safe necessarily to walk them. So that it's like, how would you like describe what else, what other components were part of that? Yeah, definitely the, um, the walking. Um, also, you and I really like to take care of ourselves through water therapy and hot and cold oh, yeah. uh, modalities like saunas and cold showers and such. And um, we had a hard time finding actual places that we could engage in those rituals. So you went out and found a local gym, which I thought was super admirable and mm -hmm. signed up for a month, got some free passes, which I was able to use. And I don't go to the gym much, but I did indulge in uh, several sauna sessions yes. that felt so nice and so restorative. Yeah. So they had a pool, they had a hot tub, they had a steam room and a sauna, and that's exactly what we wanted. So we were going a couple of times throughout the week there. And it, I mean, that was making such a huge difference. Yeah. And then we sought out a lot of parks and hiking trails, and we made the most of um, these different environments and, and recognized that we we both like to walk and move our bodies and um, use these healing modalities. So we made the effort to find them in each of these places where we stayed. And just going back to that value of wellness and well-being, recognizing like that is really important wherever we do move to next and um, intentionally yeah. putting that 
into in the there. equation. And that that's the lens we need to look through in our next place that we move to. Yeah. Does it check those boxes, you know? And everybody has different boxes. That just happens to be our box. So this is really, I think, valuable to go a little bit back to the drawing board and figure out which is the lens you're actually looking at when you pick a home, when you pick a neighborhood or a city. Mm -hmm. And doing that for yourself and the people you live with and just seeing where the values overlap. Um, really important exercise whenever you do make a change like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a, a big month. We're still processing it, going through yes, all the emotions. Yes, definitely. Just wanted to share some pieces with you that might resonate when you're also going through change or um, trying to shift something in your life. Yeah. And these experiments, we wanted to kind of like wrap this up and just leave you with um, also with sometimes with experiments. It's a yes or it's a no. For us, we kind of figured out that the um, Midwest isn't where we wanted to move. It wasn't, a, uh, we didn't get hits mm -hmm. or feelings that were like, oh, yes, we want to move up to the Midwest. We got a yes for the lines, how we felt along those lines. So we're still back a little bit on the drawing board. I think um, we will have another scouting trip at the end of the month and see how, how that, that will go. But, um, yeah, I think we got a lot of answers, and that is what you step away with when you experiment. You just come back with so many answers. Oftentimes, maybe not the answers you want to hear, but you definitely have answers, and out of those, there come more choices. Yeah, well said. Yeah. Well, I hope you all uh, were able to get something valuable out of our conversation, and yeah, let welcome us know. any questions, any comments. Please join us on the Design Your Life group within yes. the Sensitive Empowerment Community and look forward to hearing more from you there. Yes, and let us know what maybe stood out to you or if you've joined us in the September experiment and let us know in the comments like how that went for you. So thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate it and we send all our love. <laughs> Until next, next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the HSP pod today. It really meant the world to us to have you here. And if you think there are other HSPs in your life that could benefit from our message, we really encourage you to share and to help grow this community. And by doing so, we can all shine our lights more brightly. 